Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. So, hi everyone. <laughs> we'll try that again. So thank you for being here with us live. We're here live with Jade today. Um, we're going to be talking about the moon phases, which is perfect timing because we are just about at the exact new moon in Aquarius. Um, we have six planets and an asteroid all conjunct pretty much in Aquarius today. Um, it's a really, really powerful portal. So it's a great time to be on and celebrating with you guys. So say hello in the comments if you are here live with us. Um, this is also the very first episode of our Tea Time bonus guest episodes of the Empowered Modern Witches Show podcast. So if you're listening to the recording on the podcast, uh, this episode was actually recorded live in our free Facebook group, the Empowered Modern Witches group and community. Um, and we're going to be doing these episodes periodically, bringing some guests on for some live chats and then bringing the audio to the podcast. So that's gonna be really fun. Um, so we're here with Jade today. Jade is an amazing photographer. She does boudoir photo shoots, um, which I'm super excited. I'm gonna do one eventually, it's gonna happen. Um, and Jade has been a member of the Starlight Coven for a long time, so we're really excited to have her coming on to join us and hang out and chat for a little while. So hello, Jade. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm super stoked to be here a little nervous i don't usually um put my face out in the light but that's something that i've learned through my coaching with today is i have to heal myself around being seen so here we are happy new moon true true happy new moon hi christy um so we are going to talk today about the moon phases we're going to talk about our own practices. Um, we have a free masterclass coming up. Um, it's going to be live next week, February 16th, where I'm going to be talking all about the moon phases. So you'll be able to sign up and get even more info on this um, if the moon is your thing, is your favorite thing, um, and you're wanting to work more with the moon. So hopefully today's episode will be inspiring for you in working with the moon phases and you know just getting some, some ideas and some inspiration around how you can do that. So Jade, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, about your work, um, and about your relationship with the moon? So it's, it's very, for me, it was very intuitive. I've always been super connected to the moon, but I've only just found my practice recently since I joined the Starlight Coven and since I've actually begun following the phases more specifically. For example, we had the waning crescent and the dark moon just in the last few days. And a goal I'd set for myself was to celebrate the release of that moon. And initially, because my photographer mind was like, cool, we're going to go out into the wild in the middle of the night and we're going to take photos of the stars. Uh, but it's the middle of February in Oregon. <laughs> so it was super cloudy and it was super um, cold. So I decided instead to do a releasing ritual just in my bathroom while I was showering. I pulled a tarot card and what I find often is that I ask a lot of business questions when I'm doing tarot pulls in sync with the moon. <clears throat> and I've 
really found it to be a wonderful and very grounding practice for where I'm going with my boudoir work. I don't know if that answers your question. I got distracted, I think. <laughs> no, I love it. It's perfect. Tell us more about, oh, we have, oh yeah, Athena says, wow, you're in Oregon too. Athena's in Oregon as well. Hi, um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, I love bringing the moon into my own business too. I think, you know, for anyone who has a business or is thinking about starting a business, you know, working with the moon is so powerful for just like really tuning into well, and like you're saying, working with tarot too, working with all of these different spiritual tools that we have is so wonderful to be able to bring them into our work. Like, I feel like, you know, I mean, the, people are saying like, oh, we're entering the age of Aquarius, right? We have all these planets in Aquarius right now. And I think that it's so just beautiful and magical to see more and more people like really bringing like our spiritual practices into our work. You know, it's something that I've been really privileged and excited to be able to do. And there's so many great communities. I mean, Jade and I are both in a couple of business communities that, you know, do this, that bring, you know, spiritual work into business. Um, and it's just, it's so exciting to see. How do you, how do you bring that into your photography work? That's an excellent question. So plans that I have, because my boudoir stuff is still in the very beginning phases. Uh, if you were to find any of it on social media or my website, you would see that there's actually nothing on there because all of this has come to fruition for me within the last, I would say, probably four to six weeks. So, and I came up with a title for myself that Tanae actually kind of helped me with. I really, I really felt drawn to the boudoir priestess. I want to help women find their inner goddess. Um, and of course, the moon and the goddess go hand in hand too. So every Friday, I connect with the moon and I connect with the goddess for my weekend work, which is often weddings and boudoir. And it's all about love, whether it be for others or for self. And then I, ch I, I use, because owning a business has a lot of challenges. And the biggest one for me is definitely the being seen on social media. I judge myself ruthlessly. So that's why I'm so connected to that waning crescent and the dark moon phase is because I have this opportunity to release all these doubts and release all these self-judgment. And I found that probably to be the most pivotal and poignant moon phase that I get to work with in my business. Yeah, I love the dark moon. I think it's really overlooked in a lot of ways. I mean, even I mostly teach the four basic phases of the new waxing full and waning moons, but the dark moon is basically those last couple days of the waning moon right before right now, the, the exact new moon um, when we're really in that releasing space. And, you know, we, we have two whole weeks of the waning moon. We have two whole weeks of releasing and letting go of things. But I think that that, that dark moon period when, when the moon is totally dark in the sky before the new moon, like it's, it's such a, it's like a, it's such a beautiful little portal every month, you know, it like gives us this opportunity to really like just be in that darkness, you know, and just embrace it and be like, you know what, like, these are the things, these are the last little vestiges of things that I'm really letting go of, um, you know, before, before I set my new moon intentions, you know, cause I think that one of the things that I always teach that I think is so important is that it's really important that we start with shadow work, that like we start with, 
the challenges. We start with the things we need to get rid of or clear out before we start, you know, whether it's a new practice or a new business or, you know, a new anything before we set any kind of new intention, we have to kind of clear out the old um, because otherwise that old stuff just keeps coming back, you know, and, and this is the perfect time to talk about that because we're in Mercury retrograde too, you know, when things tend to come up. Um, I don't know about you guys, but they've definitely been coming up for me. <laughs> like, they have been oh, showing up for me too. Oh my God. It's been, it's been a retrograde. It's been <laughs> retrograde. <It's> real. <laughs> oh, tell us in the comments, guys, if this, if you've been feeling the Mercury retrograde vibes, um, it's been, it's definitely been a time for releasing and, you know, for really, really letting go of that old stuff that, that haunts us. You know, it's like, those old limiting beliefs or things that we believe or think are true about ourselves, which I think you're the work that you're starting to do with the boudoir photo shoots is just like so magical for helping people to work through that. Can you tell us a little, I mean, I know, but can you tell us a little bit more about like what you're doing with the boudoir work? Yes. So I, Several years ago, I never thought that I would have the capacity to work in boudoir and I had a couple friends reach out and I have formal classical training in photography. So I thought, you know what, just, let's just do it. It's friends, no big deal. And then I did the few sessions and when I'm working with you, I am straight up your number one hype girl. You, I'm like your cheer team, numero uno, making you feel your most goddessness connected to self confident in your body and what I realized is that it was healing me while I was healing woman who was struggling with their self perception the same way that I do so part of my plans is building in these moon phases with different sessions to help women connect with their intuition and their inner goddess in different ways. Obviously the dark moon is my 100% full jam and the moon is 100% connected with intuition too. So I'll be using these phases to help give women prompts to deep dive within themselves so that they are able to communicate more clearly this connection that they have with their highest self, with their goddess. So I'll be offering several different variations of sessions so that I can really custom customize each package to each goddess that I work with. Yeah, I love that so, so much. Christy says, I love that, Jade. Yeah, it's it's just awesome. Like I, I'm so excited for you to be to be doing this. I think that the more that we can bring for those of us who feel called to, right? The more that we can bring the moon and our spirituality and just all of these different tools and modalities, both into the, you know, our set for ourselves as we're building our businesses, but also into the work that we're doing. You know, I'm loving seeing like so many different types of business owners and types of creative people like bringing this work into whatever they do, you know, whether you're a photographer or a coach like me, or, you know, I mean, I'm seeing people doing this with like my best friend um, is really bringing like self care into her work as a tutor and like, and just like really combining these different tools and modalities, but also just like a, this different perspective on, 
you know, what our work can really help people do, you know, that it's not just about like the results, you know, it's not just about, you know, having a beautiful photo shoot of yourself, like that's great, but you know, yes. it can be so much deeper than that too. Yes. The other thing that I really love about the moon and that I love about healing our perception of self is that the moon itself ebbs and flows. So it is the perfect example of grace. So you can wake up one day and you can perfectly choose to love yourself and accept yourself unconditionally and you can wake up the next day and it, it might be a little harder. But the moon shows us that there is no right or wrong here. We can give ourselves grace in the days that we maybe don't have the capacity to love ourselves unconditionally because there's a hurdle that we're working on, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that the that's such a good point. The, the the lesson of the moon so much is the cycle, you know, it's, I think sometimes we get really focused on like, oh, it's the new moon. So I'm doing this, you know, I'm setting an intention or it's the dark moon. So I'm letting go of things. And, and that's true. You know, we have the energy of each moon phase, but I think what's more powerful is seeing them as a whole, seeing them together and seeing that like, okay, from the new moon, then we move into the waxing moon and we take action, you know, and instead of kind of seeing them as like, okay, this week I'm doing this and next week I'm doing that. And like, you know, that, that has some value to like helping yes. us be guided to what we need to do next. But I think that being in that flow is what's really important with the moon and is, is really is the true lesson, you know, and I think that we get that lesson from so many different sources in magic and in nature, you know, we get it from the seasons that, you know, it's wintertime right now, we're meant to be resting. I can say I haven't been having that lesson. Jade and I were talking before we got on that I've been like swapped and I'm running around crazy. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't integrated the lesson. All right. But theoretically, wintertime is for rest. And theoretically, the waning moon is for rest. And, you know, we get the these lessons from the retrogrades, you know, that, as Mercury and Venus and Mars, as they retrograde, they they bring us these lessons of there's flow, there's meant to be, both there's meant to be times for rest and that it's okay when things aren't going right or we're not, you know, achieving everything we think we're supposed to be, you know, I, I think it's so, so powerful. We have a couple comments. Christy says, retrograde definitely being felt here. My card of the day, it was eight of swords about letting go of limiting beliefs. Nice. Yes, yes. Love that. Such a big theme. Such a big theme. I think that that is definitely one that's been coming up for a lot of us lately, you know, between between the Mercury retrograde and just, there's just a lot of energy right now. You know, we have, astrologically speaking, we have this stellium, this thing happening in Aquarius with all of these planets and, you know, it's a new energy for us collectively. Like, of course, we have Aquarius season every year, but but it's been many years. It's been decades since we've had this many planets in Aquarius all at once. And so it's kind of like something new. It is. It really is. And I can, I don't know about everybody else, but I could kind of feel it coming. I don't really, I don't, I'm not as clued in with the transits that, I don't have any placements in. So I honestly had no clue what was coming, but I could feel it. I could feel it in my business. I could feel it in my personal life. And I think that, as you say, today, this portal that we're being given here with all this placement in Aquarius and with each new phase of the moon is something that 
if we are connected to, we can take advantage of. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point that sometimes, you know, astrology and the seasons and the moon and all of the things like it can feel overwhelming. And so I always recommend that like people focus mostly on, you know, what impacts you the most, you know, for those who have like Aquarius rising, for example, right now is a super pivotal moment where, you know, all of these planets are activating like your sense of self, your identity. For some of us, if we don't have as much going on in Aquarius, you know, it's it's a big moment collectively, but it's not going to be impacting us on such a deep personal level necessarily. But, you know, when we can just kind of like have an awareness, like have an awareness of how things are impacting us personally, have an awareness of just what's going on. What is the energy that's happening around us that's happening to the people around us? You know, I think that that's a big one, honestly, it's just like knowing, okay, we have all this Aquarian energy. This is how it's impacting me. And be, but being able to kind of reflect too on like, there's this collective like societal moment, there's this collective shift happening that, you know, I actually I have a lot of people in my life who have strong Aquarius. So you know, like my dad, my best friend, um, several people, a bunch of people, a bunch of friends are, you know, like, this is a big, a big moment. Um, it's a little bit quieter moment for me, but my Saturn's there. So it's not that quiet. Um, you know, and I think that just having that awareness of like things are happening, you know, and there's always like energy shifting, whether it's the moon or whether it's the, you know, the different planets in, in the different signs. Um, you know, however you connect to that, it can just be like so, so pivotal. Um, but yeah, I think that awareness, I always talk about how awareness is like one of our biggest and most important tools as witches and as spiritual people that, you know, when we can really be aware of what's going on, you, I think you start to be able to feel it. Like you were saying, Jade, about like, yes. I feel something's coming. Definitely. Um, I think, especially with as, as I work on my connection with the moon, the more I am feeling on a collective level. Yes. So I, I've, I have found that um, it feels almost premonitionary in a way when you are connected to something that matters to you and you're connected to the moon that we, we have this chance to almost prepare ourselves intuitionally. That's not a word. Intuitively. There we go. It must be my Monday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, you know, it's both about like being aware, oh, it's the new moon in Aquarius and there's all these planets here and blah, blah, blah. You know, like knowing that intellectually, but I think even more importantly is how we, how just like starting to have that awareness and starting to pay attention. Sometimes you don't even need to like know what's actually happening. It's just about intuitively knowing that something, something is shifting. Yes, because all that means is that your your feelers are out and you're almost ready. You don't know what it is, but you're aware and you're connected. And that uh, that to me always feels really great. I totally agree. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Um with, in your own practice, like you said that like the dark moon is a big a big piece for you. In your own practice, like how are you how are you working with that? What do your moon rituals look like? So I, I only just recently mapped this out so that I can be way more intentional 
And let, on the basics, let me kind of break it down. So with New Moon tonight, I'm actually going to be charging an amulet with like magic boosting vibes. So I'll be able to use that amulet for the appropriate following rituals to come. I'm thinking from this morning, I was thinking a little bit before we actually hopped on live that I really would like it to be a very gentle and supportive energy. So not necessarily like a go, 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 but something that will help just give me a little bit of a push for when I need some uh, energetic assistance with that. And then of course we've got the waxing moon. And for me, I really resonate with that in terms of reflecting on any intentions that I've already set and doing a little bit of a stop, look, adjust and move. So if I've set intentions and they haven't quite been going well, giving myself the grace of the moon, and adjusting if I need to up until the full moon, where for me, I really find the full moon is more of a celebratory acknowledgement, gratitude ritual. So I am thinking that journaling is going to be best for me there. I've had several uh, professional tarot readings done and I hear a lot from people that are close to me that I should journal. So I'm embracing it and seeing what I can get from journaling on the full moon and just acknowledging everything that I have and everything that is without judgment and with gratitude. And then of course we bop right into the wax into the waning phases, which really as I can go on and on and on and on and on and on about it, but it's totally my jam. Um, and that's when I actually this the waning phase is the moon phase that I've been practicing since I can remember. So I actually, as soon as the moon starts waning, I start trimming my nails, I trim my hair. I kind of fast my house plants a little bit too, kind of let it all that water from the waxing phase kind of really disappear. Then I water them so that they have like this new energy to work with while they're releasing more of the nutrients that they don't need. Um, and I think that's more just to be present for me. It's kind of to reflect again on what isn't working and specifically focus on things that I can benefit from letting go. And then of course the dark moon, which eventually will be my midnight drives out to see the stars and to connect and meditate and really without um, judgment and without hesitation, let go of the things that I've realized these past roughly 28 days that I super do not need and to be done with. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. I love, I love hearing about different people's different practices and like how we embody the mood and how we bring them in. It's just like, it's my favorite thing. Um, but I love what you're saying about like some of the practical things, you know, like it's very traditional. A lot of people don't know this, that it's very traditional to like cut your nails and to like cut or get rid of things that you don't need during the waning moon, like physically and literally. Yeah. Um, and I love the way you're bringing it in with your plants. That is so cool. Like the moon has such a, like I've been learning more and more about this, that the moon has such a powerful impact on like actually the amount of water in plants at different times of the month. Like it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not extremely well versed on it. So I just kind of work energetically with it. And I'm surprised that 
myself and everybody I know is so surprised that I'm managing to keep these many plants alive. Um, I have almost 40 in my 1,000 square foot apartment and I only have two windows to put them in. So you can only imagine what my house looks like. Amazing, I love it. <laughs> uh, but they're all here and they're all super happy and I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, lessons from them in terms of growth, like you say, the, the natural cycles of life. Uh, every time one of the leaves turns yellow, I immediately start freaking out. And then I realize, oh, well, this plant's probably four or five years old at this point. It's time to get rid of the things that it doesn't need. Totally. Yeah, I know. There's so many, so many good lessons for us in the moon and from our plants, from animals. I mean, they're just like, they're so much smarter than we are. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Athena's or Christy says gentle energy good call about the amulet I love that too um Athena says plants are the best I'm an addict yeah I know a couple of plant addicts I am so like we just went to the nursery uh last weekend and we got a bunch of plants for outside and a few for inside and so we moved into this house about just about six months ago and I haven't had basically any indoor plants we have like some succulents in the kitchen and like that's it because when we moved, you know, like none of the plants made it during the move. And so mostly because it, it Bill, it's a long story. It was a, it was a long move. It was like several weeks and the plants. Oh, no. um, and so I haven't had any house plants for months. And so I got a couple and I'm like, okay, we're going to like slow it. My boyfriend is like, why are there plants in the house? You're going to kill them. Like, or shouldn't they be outside? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to kill them. It's on the calendar. They're going to get watered and there will be more of them. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I actually, I saw your photo of, I, I think it's a string of dolphins is what that was that you posted. And I was like, dang, I mean, I go for the ones that are practically indestructible because that really helps with my personal, um, like, oh, I'm a good plant mom energy. <laughs> Most of them I could ignore for a couple months at a time and they would be totally fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, like, I don't know about the string of dolphins, but I'm rooting for you. I really am. I actually, I had one for years in our kitchen that was huge. It was so cool. It was like this. In fact, it's in a bunch of old photos on the like Loof and Hollow blog. Like I used to like, because the only place in our old house that had like any kind of good light was like in the kitchen window. Nice. And so I had this little string of dolphins there and I would always take pictures of crystals and my tea blends and things. So it's in like all those old photos. It's really love cool. it. But it finally, I think like last year, it finally was, it was done. It was like four years old at the at that point so I'm like all right fingers crossed that this one is gonna this one's gonna survive yes that one will pull through um I found and if for anybody else who's uh kind of watching the moon phases for gardening and houseplant things I found that the farmer's almanac is actually really awesome for that because uh, I think that there's a witch's almanac with the moon phases and witchy correspondence and last year I think that I actually had a just a super basic farmer's almanac and it actually is like plant on this moon at this time so at this moon at this time when you're stirring your fertilizer do it in this direction under this moon it's really awesome so I'll take a look and see what book that was last year and I can share that in the comments later yeah that would be great I, I actually I love how like just traditional farmer's almanacs and things I really do work with the moon like yeah it's always really cool to me how 
you know, these things that we think of as magical and that certainly are magical, but you know, that we think of as like, oh, that's like really, you know, spiritual or woo or whatever. Like actually people have been using these things for, you know, hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, like it's just the last like couple decades that it hasn't been as accepted. So yeah. it's kind of interesting how it's like things sort of fell out of favor for like a really short period of time in the big, the big picture. And now we're like, no, no, we're, we're reclaiming that. Yeah, going back to the moon. Exactly. Exactly. Well, if you guys have any additional comments or questions about gardening with the moon or about boudoir or about moon rituals or any of the things we've been talking about, drop them in the comments. We'll answer them live if you're here with us live. Um, in the meantime, we're just going to shift a little bit. I want to hear from you, Jade. So we were talking a little bit earlier on about the Starlight Coven. Um, and I would just love to hear what, you know, your experience has been in your own words, um, being a member of the Coven for a long time now, um, yeah. I think like a year and a half or something like that. Um, and, you know, just like what that is like for you. For those of you who don't know, the Starlight Coven is our seasonal sacred circle, um, which is all about really learning to practice your magic consistently and confidently with the seasons, the moon phases, astrology. Um, we do rituals and workshops every month. It's a really fun space. Um, you get to really tune into a lot of things we've been talking about, tuning into the moon cycle every month, um, as well as you know understanding where that and the transits of the planets really show up and impact your own chart. Um, it's really, really powerful. And then we also study a different type of magic every month. We have a workshop about a different different practice or something. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so Jade, I would just love to hear, you know, what your experience has been being a part of that. Uh, shameless plug, the Starlight Coven is everything you might ever think you need, first and foremost. Uh, but my journey, I can, I can start at the beginning. So I have always had this weird kind of, you could almost say it's egotistical pride about being a Scorpio. I feel like Scorpios and Leos are probably the two signs I really dig their sign. I might be wrong on that tonight. You might be able to expand on that, but I've always been. I think those are the two key ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I don't know what brought us together, but Tanae, you ended up reaching out to me and it just was the perfect fit for that time in my life. It was late 2019, right around Scorpio season. And I just, I was coming to this place where I was tired of thinking all these bad things about myself, like, oh, I'm not a good enough photographer, or, oh, my partner of five years doesn't think I'm attractive, which is ridiculous, because he's like 100% a dude, and he loves hanging out with pretty women, so if he didn't think I was one, there's a good chance he wouldn't be hanging around, right? Um, and he's not, like, masochistic in that way, he just, he's a Leo. So there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. And I really started deep diving with my astrological chart in the Starlight Coven. And I started learning things that I that had always been this close to me being able to conceptualize. And everything started falling into place with each astrological season that we started learning. And of course, I started with Scorpio. And the things that I learned from that first season, and then again, when Scorpio came around just last year, I have this crazy stellium in Scorpio with so many intuitive placements. And then I and then I learned that I have this crazy Virgo stellium. Now I'm learning about my Capricorn stellium. And what I found out 
is thanks to Tanae that my Virgo stellium is actually placed in the house of Capricorn. So even though I thought I was this like hardcore Scorpio, I'm coming to realize that part of the reason I'm always so grounded for my couples and for my clients is because I'm just rocking a whole ton of earth energy. And I had no clue. So I always felt like I wasn't kind of go with the flow enough in my own business. And I held judgment against myself for that. And when I found out that I have all of that earth placement, I realized that I, I'm missing out on this entire toolbox that I can take advantage of in my personal life and in my business. So I am this grounding force for my wedding couples and for my boudoir couples. And now that I've conceptualized that, I can really take it and run with it in terms of holding a safe space for the people that I love and the people that I work with, but also being able to deep dive their shadows in the way that really only a Scorpio can. I say that because I'm a Scorpio and we rule the, we rule our world. <laughs> I'm sure other, I'm sure other signs can do it too, but <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, I think that that's such a good point. Yeah. So Jade has like all of these stelliums. She's got all, all the planets, like in basically three signs in her yep. And it's amazing. Yeah. And I love, that's one of my favorite things in the covet is like getting to see everyone's different charts and like how this energy shows up for us, you know, because we all have all 12 signs. We all have all of the planets in our charts, but they show up for us in, you know, really unique, like fingerprint kinds of ways. And so I love, I love, love, love diving into someone's chart with them. Um, and yeah, it is so interesting how I actually have a really similar journey with my own chart that you know, I'm a Taurus sun, I'm an Aries moon, and I have a stellium in Aries. A lot of my planets are in Aries. And that always resonated with me, but it's a part of myself that I was always very resistant to mm -hmm. and that I like didn't want to embrace. You know, it was like, yes, I see that that's me, but I don't like that part of myself. Yes. And so I really struggled with it, especially when I was first getting into astrology. You know, it was like, I don't I, I don't want this to be my dominant energy. You know, I wanted to be more of my Taurus, more of my Virgo rising. And then I learned that my Aries stellium is in the eighth house, which is the house of Scorpio. And it was like, it made so much more sense to me because it gave me this dimension that it was like, okay, yeah, the, the Aries energy, the warrior, passionate, fiery energy, like that is you. And there's no denying that and you shouldn't deny it. But it's not, it's not just that, right? Like it's layered on top of this like deep witchy magical energy too. And those two things are equally a part of me. And it, it's so similar to what we talked about with your chart with the Virgo and Capricorn. And it's like, I think so often, you know, we, we know like, oh, I know this piece of my chart or I know that piece of my chart. And at different times we learn about different things and you know, we learn about them when we're supposed to, but our charts are like so much deeper than I think we give them credit for when we first start to learn about it. Yes. The the thing that I absolutely love about deep dive, deep diving a natal chart, the way that you teach us to in the Starlight Coven is that it really helps you realize that astrology isn't, it's not a doomsday prediction. You don't, you don't get your, you don't read your natal chart and oh, sorry for you. This is, this is your story. It's the exact opposite. Learning your natal chart, just it, it basically guides you through your level up and your expansion because you can see your strengths. 
even if you weren't able to ever conceptualize or communicate exactly what they were, it's spelled out for you in your chart. And you can see your blind spots, which I mentioned earlier is Leo is a blind spot for me, big time, because I don't like being seen. So Tanea had to give me like a whole week's worth of advance for this so that I could really come to a place where I wouldn't just be hyperventilating and kind of hiding out in the corner of the screen, right? So in terms of business, realizing that about my Leo has really helped because now I know I have to show myself. I have to show myself to be able to level up from this one blind spot and like the moon, it ebbs and flows. So there's days where I'm like, cool, I can be on my Instagram stories, no problem. And then there's months at a time where I'm like, nope. Totally, totally. I think it's so true that we, you know, we come into like an understanding of, of different aspects of ourself and we, you know, like we're meant to work with that. We're meant to heal it. We're meant to embrace it, you know, depending on what it is, but it's also, it is an ebb and flow, you know, the moon, the sun, like they move around our charts and they light different things up for us. There's, there's different seasons for different things, you know? And I think sometimes we think that, like you're saying, like astrology is this a like negative, you know, this is, this is your fate. And, you know, I don't believe that at all, but also mm -hmm. that we think, you know, I, we have to learn everything all at once and that we have to integrate it all at once. And it's oh, just no. true. No, I think that's the biggest one of the biggest things that I love about the Starlight Coven too is that we we work on it at chunks at a time um, because I'm that person, right? I'm You can see it clearly in my natal chart. I don't want to do anything unless I can do it right the first time without ever having learned or tried. So astrology was always this huge interest and huge intimidation for me because I just never felt like it was accessible. But when you break it down into those chunks, you can really deep dive e each section of your life from the placements in that zodiac season to where the season falls on your natal chart in terms of the house placements. It just it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful and very accessible way to learn <clears throat> and give yourself the grace and the props when you need it. You know, it's totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Shannon says it's so hard to accept when you have a challenging chart. So true. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know yeah. there's things in all of our charts that, you know, we don't like, or there's things that we don't like about ourselves, you know, I think that's natural, you know, but our charts really can help us to either embrace those things we don't like about ourselves, you know, that's a huge part of shadow work is accepting that something's not actually a shadow, you're accepting that something's not actually a negative, you know, like for me, it was really accepting that, you know, my Aries energy is a strength is a good thing. Um, and that, you know, I can channel it in positive ways, even mm -hmm. though my experience when I was younger was not generally positive around that energy, you know, that, that it didn't have to be that way. Um, and then sometimes it's, you know, doing the shadow work of accepting, okay, this is a challenge. This is something that, you know, I'm not embracing in a positive way, or I'm not utilizing, um, that, you know, I, I'm leaning into the shadow of it and, you know, we need to transmute that. We need to let it go. Um, you know, I think that's, that's so powerful. KT says charts can help us embrace ourselves as we are. Yes. Yes. Yes, I, Katie, you said it, you took the words right out of my mouth that I didn't even know were there. The one thing that I, the biggest takeaway from this entire experience in the Starlight Coven for me has really been a level of self-acceptance that I never thought I would allow myself. And I, 
I think this is why I'm so well suited for the boudoir industry in, in particular is because I have never been graceful and I have never been kind to myself until I started this, and I'm going to cry, until I started this astrological journey because what I realized is that it's not a diagnosis, it's a tool. And we have this opportunity to really step up to the plate and step into ourselves in an, in an, in an investigatory way, in a gentle way to say, okay, now I know about this one thing, let's test drive it and see. Let's see what options we have and go from there. Yes, completely, completely. And I think that, you know, very often, I think when we learn astrology, it's, it's about information, you know, it's like, oh, this is, I learned this thing about myself. Um, Christy says, you're making me cry. (laughs) Um, You know, we learn these things about ourselves, we learn about our moon, or we learn about our sun, or we learn about, you know, this challenging aspect that we have, or whatever it is, right, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And we, we file it away. And we think, Oh, that that is true of me, I, I resonate with that. But then I think we don't, we're not always guided to take action on it or to really integrate and implement it. And that for me is one of the most important things is it's like the, the missing next step. A lot of the times is, you know, we, we learn this information and then it just kind of floats around us, you know, and when in reality we can actually use it, like you're saying, it's not a diagnosis, it's a tool. It's something that we can then take with us and say, okay, I don't just have to, I either, I don't just have to accept this thing about myself. I can turn it into something I, I really love and can embrace, or we say, oh, this is a gift and I can achieve anything with it. Yes. Yeah, I, I was definitely very resistant to any Capricorn placement until I found out that, well, I shouldn't say found out, until I conceptualized that all of my Virgo placement was in the house of Capricorn. And then I realized like 75% of my chart is related directly to Capricorn. And I said, okay, at this point, I have to just roll with it. I have to deep dive and figure out what's going on here so that I can make the most of this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. well, let's, let's bring it back to the moon before we wrap up here. Um, looking at your moon in your own chart, like, cause your moon is Virgo, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So your moon is right there in that Virgo Capricorn energy. Yeah. What did like learning about your natal moon, like how does that impact your, your relationship with the moon and the moon phases and, and all that? Like, how does that come together for you? So it's it, not by accident, a direct correlation to the archetype of the priestess. Which has been another amazing training that you've done for us today that really helped me conceptualize even more about my chart. The intuitive priestess, the intuitive being the moon and the priestess being Virgo, just basically seamlessly combining for me into this service providing that I want to do for the woman that I will work with. <clears throat> it's it's the energy of the caring cancer and the giving cancer and the nurturing cancer of the moon with with all of that kind of supportive energy of the priestess. I've 
always served people in my business. And if I understand it correctly, that is what the priestess does. She serves. She serves the goddess. So building that into my own practice for my business has been really eye-opening and still I'm fresh with this because it's only been a couple of weeks. But I'm constantly being inspired with these ideas to give my couple my couples not my couples my clients rituals around serving themselves the way that i might serve them so i'm going to actually be producing little rituals that when when individuals hire me for boudoir i will be sending them that information so that they can practice that self-love and they can practice that self-service before they even walk into a room with me so that we're kind of on the same page there. And that is 100% my Virgo moon. Completely. Yeah, it's going to be so powerful. I'm so excited to see see it all come together. We dropped um, Jade's Instagram link in the description of this episode. So as she said, there's not a lot there yet because she's still fleshing this out, but there's yes. going to be. And if you want to follow along, it's going to be amazing. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. And everything is currently blank. So don't be alarmed. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. It's on its way. <laughs> Carolyn says acceptance of my chart is a hard fought battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it is. You know, I think that learning about our charts, learning about how the moon impacts us, learning about how the seasons impact us, because so things are all tied together. It, sometimes it can feel like a battle. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, I'm learning that another new thing about myself, you know, but yeah. they all come up when we need them, they come into our, our the, the knowledge comes into our space or the person that we need to learn it from comes into our space, like when it's time for us to focus on that. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of, of knowing that everything happens in its season, right? Even if it doesn't feel like we're ready for it, because a lot of times it doesn't, but it's happening now, it's happening for a reason. Um, you know, there's something that we can pull from it, even when it feels really challenging. And, that you know these these cycles, these systems, these tools, like they're they're here not to just mess with us. You know, I, I always say this, and I always hear astrologers say this during especially Mercury retrograde that like retrogrades aren't here to mess with us. It feels like it, yeah, and it can be super annoying and inconvenient. But you know, all of these different cosmic energies are they're really here to help us step into whatever is next for us you know it's really it's really powerful to think about it that way it is it really is i uh i can say openly that there was a lot i was not ready for specifically leo season (laughs) that one's really hard for me because i have a asteroid of the healer there as well so just and we've only been through one leo season together and i'm looking forward to the next because i with with everything that i've gleaned from your training and your help in the starlight coven I I know that there's still work to do and now I'm now I am ready. So the first round the first go around was, hey, you need to notice these things real quick. This is what's going on. <laughs> and coming up, I'm ready to kind of get on the horse and go for that ride. I love that. I love that so much. And that's a great point too about the Starlight Coven. So the Coven, it's available seasonally. So you can sign up for a season. It's three months at a time. um, And then, you know, renew or not as you feel called. Um, We also have an annual level. And whether you, you know, stay with us and renew for several seasons or sign up at the annual level, being in it for a year or a year plus is, I think, the, the best experience because it really takes you through 
the entire cycle, right? Takes you through 12 to 13 moon phases or moon cycles. Um, it takes you through all 12 zodiac signs and all four seasons, right? And so you, you get this re real sense of like the full wheel of the year and that concept of like, you know, we go through all of these different phases. Um, and going through all of those different signs in your own chart too, which is so, so powerful. Um, yeah. But then being in it for the second year, I think is like, that's when the magic really comes together. Cause it's like, you've done the, you know, you kind of know this stuff you've done. Okay. I know what the energy of Leo is. I know what the energy of Scorpio is, um, you know, and you've had time to like dig into all the resources. We've got so many like recorded trainings and workbooks and so much information in there that you get access to immediately when you sign up. Um, so when you've been in it for a year, you know, you, you have that chance, you've gone through a lot of the content live and you've had time to go through, you know, all of the older things. And then you get to like just integrate on a whole new level. You know, it's like there, there's a tradition in, I'm not sure if it's actually in Wicca or if it even predates Wicca. I think it probably predates Wicca um, of devoting yourself to your practice and mm -hmm. just studying witchcraft for a year and a day. Um, and I think it's really, there's a reason, you know, like it takes us through that full cycle. Yeah, I, ju I just I just got chills. Um, <laughs> I was going to add that the other reason that I absolutely love my time in the Starlight Coven is, and I am also practicing being more open and sharing. So here we go. Um, I am South African, and I became a citizen in May of 2019. So it really, I didn't realize how much I valued my South African citizenship until the day that I was saying the Declaration of Independence in front of immigration officers and denouncing my citizenship to South Africa. I was busy crying and everyone was like, whoa, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> um, and part of, part of the problem with that is because I realized that the only qualitative identifying factor about myself that I'd ever really accepted was that I was South African. I wasn't, I had never claimed my place as a photographer. I had never claimed my place as a friend or a daughter or a, any of these things. And I realized that I was kind of floating around without an identity and one that I just had now given away, <laughs> right? So after, after that experience, I kind of, I just took a nosedive for a few weeks and I kept thinking about it. And the word that kept coming back to me was, I am a witch, I am a witch, this is the thing that I am. And that's when I started kind of finding all these little Facebook groups and doing a little bit of reading, kind of figuring out some things about the moon. And that's when today you found me. <laughs> we found each other. I saw you online. Um, and all of this, all of this that we've been doing with our astrological charts has been so wonderfully integrated with witchcraft practice and not in a way that pressures you to do things that might not feel intentional. But for me, it's been so amazing to kind of walk this journey with both of them, because now I actually have a practice that I practice and I have found so much more of myself just in terms of learning about myself as a witch. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jade. I, yeah. 
I feel that so much. I think that so often, so many of us come to our path or rediscover our path mm-hmm. after something that like upends us, you know, after some yeah. kind of loss or trauma or something that we didn't even realize was going to be traumatic, like you're sharing. Yeah. 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 It's Athena says, thank you for sharing this, Jade. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's so powerful. So, so powerful. And and I, I love what you're saying about, you know, when we learn witchcraft, when we learn our magic and we tap into that part of ourselves that I think so many of us have been called to our entire lives, right? At a, whatever point we eventually claim it, when we can learn that alongside learning about ourselves, like, I mean, I can say it's magical because it was magical for me. You know, I learned this yeah. for myself first. It, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. lot. It's powerful. It is. It really is. Um, and thank you, Athena, for acknowledging that. I can't see anybody's comments, so I'm going to go through them when we're done, but I appreciate you. Yeah. As Shannon says, so brave for sharing. Thank you, Jade. Yes. Thank you, Jade. Yeah, you guys are welcome. And I also, I will facilitate a safe space for anybody who feels like they want to chat. And if they want to, I don't know, ask me more questions, I'm getting better at this. And you guys can help me if you do have more questions. I'll totally talk. Awesome. I think people would love that. Well, this has been really, really awesome. Thank you to everyone who's able to be here live with us. Or who Thank is. you, guys. Yes, yes. Um, we will have the audio of this up on the podcast for the Empowered Modern Witches show. Um, so if you're listening there, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you're watching in the Facebook group, um, if you want to come and join us in the Starlight Coven and get all this awesome, magical goodness, um, there's a link in the description of this episode. You can come and come and sign up and join us. You can join us at the seasonal level or the annual commit for that year and a day. Join us. Um, <laughs> we would love to have you come and join us. Um, you'll get to hang out with me and Jade and everybody else that's in there. It's such a good, good such a good space and such a good group. So you'll get to learn all sorts of good things. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, and definitely check out the link to Jade's new Instagram for her boudoir work so that you can follow along as she goes on this new journey, which is going to be and magical. <laughs> It's going to be pretty great. It's going to be a safe space for empowering yourself even without me. So yeah, feel free to join me out there. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you, Jade, for joining us and for sharing. This has been so beautiful and I love it so much. I'm really excited to do more of these guest episodes um, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Tanae. It was great. Have a good day, everyone. Bye.